everyone. I'm Sue Jeffers. This is the Sue Jeffers Show. Thank you so much for tuning in on this kind of gloomy, chilly day. Man, what's winter doing here in October? We ice fishing before we know it. I don't even have my leaves raked yet. I still have patio cushions outside. That's not going to stop me from ice fishing. No, I know, I know. You're in heaven when this happens, and you've got your hunting opener coming up next weekend. You're going to have a great time. Let's remind everyone again, I am bumped for um, Gophers next week. Stan will be on for about a half hour. He'll give you an update on the opener. Um, I'll send him a few stories that you might want to pay attention to. Uh, who knows? Maybe he'll be able to find me complaining about something so that he can give you a clip of whatever's uh, um, got my goat that particular week, you know, uh, I'm just having a really, really difficult time accepting the mindset that I am seeing out there in so many places uh, and from so many candidates that government can uh, can get involved in every aspect of our lives, every single thing. Government has to do something. Government can do something. Every tiny little bit of minutia, government has to stick its finger in. Folks, we're, it's, it's about individual liberty, freedom, happiness. You don't, government, you know, what government gives you, government can take away. And I think people forget that. And uh, we see that a lot with Obamacare because you've got Obamacare. And now everyone's talking about how health care is a right. No, it isn't. No, it isn't. You can talk about health care and you can talk about the safety nets that we need to have in place to help people. But but what government gives, government can take away. You're seeing it in the tax reform discussion at the federal level as well. And you've got all these people saying, don't take my tax cut away or or they're only going to have tax cuts for the rich. Folks, who do you think pays all the taxes? It's the rich people paying the income taxes. Uh, And don't even get me started on the estate taxes or the corporate taxes or any of that kind of stuff. You know what? It's not the government's money. It's our money. And we can spend our own money, our hard-earned money. We can spend it better than any politician or any bureaucrat ever could. Ever, ever, ever. We can use it for our own families. We can use it to buy a house. We can use it to save for retirement. We can use it to to go to college if you want to go to college these days. Maybe trade school instead. Uh, All kinds of things. Maybe just to put a meal on the table, you know. But you've got government that's just involved in everything. So because I wasn't on, I'm not going to be on next week. I was trying to think of how was I going to talk about some of these stories about people who want government to do everything. So I picked out four stories that really highlight this ridiculous notion that government has to get involved in everything. And this one... The Minnesota Daily, the University of Minnesota's local paper, the Minnesota Daily is giving um, the Star Tribune editorial board a run for their money for probably one of the stupidest editorial board postings that I've seen in a long time. And the editorial was, I I think I put it up on my, I did put it up on my Facebook page. Um, The editorial is titled, uh, Health Providers Should Mandate Employee Vaccinations. No, no, no. 
why would anyone in their right mind think government should come in and tell you what you had to, what happened to the hands off my body? Now you've got people coming in here who are saying government has to mandate vaccinations. Government should make you get a vaccination, make you, force you, use the force of government to come in and, and, and make you get a vaccination. So the editorial by the Minnesota Daily said, Uh, Recently, a labor union in Duluth uh, filed a complaint with the federal judge that would essential that would block Essentia Health from firing an employee that refused to get a flu shot. This is a flu shot we're talking about in this case. Uh, The company had released a statement in September that said it would, with very few exceptions, require vaccinations for all employees. And if you failed to get your uh failed to get your vaccination you would be fired from their respective job are you kidding me and and, you know the minute i read this i thought about that company that chipped their employees in wisconsin do you remember that one and i thought great first they're going to start mandating vaccinations then they'll mandating mandate chips in you um it's interesting though currently uh 18 states, not Minnesota, 18 states um, mandate uh, employees of healthcare providers be have a flu vaccination. That is outrageous. That is so outrageous. The editorial board goes on to talk about how great vaccines are and and how um, the federal judge should not side with the union. The federal judge should should say, yep, you have to get these. And then because it wasn't a stupid enough um, editorial already, the Minnesota Daily editorial board came back with this. Finally, we demand Demand. Who the hell are they to demand that the state legislature pass legislation that brings Minnesota up to par with many states around the country in requiring vaccines at health care facilities? And then they go on to slam everyone about half baked policies and 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 people who have immunocompromised um, sicknesses and diseases. And I mean, this is folks. This is dangerous. This is a very slippery slope. It's an ignorant slope that you think I I am so I don't know why I'm surprised, but I am surprised that you've got an editorial board at a major, major university come out and tell people, yeah, we should mandate flu vaccinations. So outrageously ridiculous that I can hardly stand it. You want to weigh in 651-989-5855-651-989. Nine eight nine five eight five five. Maurice, you're up first. Hey, Maurice. Hi. Uh, uh, first of all, it's a great pleasure to uh, be on with you. I think you're tremendous. Thanks. There should be ten of you. <laughs> I wish there were ten of me, and I wish more people would have a backbone so they would scream from the mountaintops about some of this these ridiculous ideas. Well. I- I think you hit them pretty nicely, and uh, mm-hmm. every time you do, you hit the ball out of the park. Yeah, if you anyway, think I hit this one out of the park, wait till the ne- wait till you hear the next one. <laughs> Go the ahead. Go ahead. I'm calling. Um, I, I'm still paying taxes in this state, though I don't know for how long. I think it'll be off to Florida because this state is going nuts. Any event, I had a tax deduction. You know, I had uh, I got I was getting money back from the state and the federal government. Uh, last year it happened. I got the state 
but they delayed it in this state for three, four months. Now, I don't know why they're doing that, but they must need the money terribly in manipulating it. But they did it last year with some little thing. They wanted certain things. My taxes are done by a CPA. You know, you can't get any better than that. And to have them do it the second year just blew my mind. I just wanted to call it to your attention because maybe right. it's happened to other people. Right, 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 right. Ought to look into it because it's government overreach. It's government corruption as far as I'm concerned. It's corruption that should never happen, but it's happened in this state. I know. I grew up here. I know. Schools here. And it's, it's a crock. Anyway, <laughs> thank you, out. Maurice. Thank you. Appreciate your comments. Um, I, I, when I was talking about the Minnesota Daily editorial and how ridiculous that it is that they are talking about mandating, um, mandating vaccines, uh, I should, I would be remiss if I didn't also chastise Annette Meeks. What the hell are you thinking? Yeah, Annette Meeks, uh, supposedly on our side. Uh, Thanks for nothing, Annette. We don't need your help if you're going to write stuff like this. But the Minnesota Freedom Foundation uh, had an article in the Star Tribune last week. It was also in their weekly newsletter uh, that said immunization should be mandatory. So uh, shame on Annette Meeks. Shame on the the Minnesota Daily and uh, shame on any other nut jobs who thinks government should come in. We're supposed to be a free country, people. We're supposed to be a free country. Do you really want your government telling you what shots you have to get? Okay, okay. Uh, we'll go. We'll take some more phone calls when we come back. And now, um, I, I told you I had four stories. That was only one. Uh, coming up next, the AFL-CIO had their 2017 convention. They passed a resolution calling for a workers' bill of rights. It's uh, actually a whole bunch of things that they want. Um, wait till you hear what's on this list. Unbelievable. Stay tuned. Sue Jeffers, Twin Cities News Talk, AM 1130, com. Good Saturday afternoon, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to the Sue Jeffers Show today. Uh, we're talking about we're talking about government power. We're talking about government control. We're talking about how everybody wants government to do something for them or to someone else. Uh, Maurice had a had a very troubling story about about how they how the IRS might be or the Department of Revenue here in Minnesota might be targeting conservatives here. And I believe that. And I am just so sick and tired of everybody demanding that government do something for them or give them something. And that health care's a right and housing's a right and food's a right and everything's right. Government doesn't give you rights. Government, if government gives you something, government can take that away from you. And I am so sick of people trying to use the force of government or the the force of, well, the boot on your throat. I am just so sick and tired of it. I gave an example of the Minnesota Daily editorial board demanding that the state legislature pass legislation to mandate vaccines at healthcare facilities. Don't for one minute think it will stop at healthcare facilities, people. Wake the heck up. And then this past week, I saw the AFL-CIO had their 2017 convention. They passed a resolution. They call it a Workers' Bill of Rights. And they are demanding... Yep, they demand rights that ensure that they are 
able through their work to lead better lives. So what's in the Workers' Bill of Rights, you ask? All right, I hope you're sitting down. Uh, The key components of the Workers' Bill of Rights, a good job with fair wages. Everyone who wants to work and has everyone who wants to work has the right to a good job where we earn a fair return on our work and receive a wage that allows us to support ourselves and our families. The Workers' Bill of Rights includes quality health care, regardless of income, job, or a pre-existing condition. The Workers' Bill of Rights includes a safe job, free from harassment and violence. The Workers' Bill of Rights includes... I've been asking for that for, what, eight, nine years now, working with you. (laughs) I know. Paid time off and flexible scheduling. The AFL-CIO Workers' Bill of Rights um, also believes in freedom of discrimination in hiring, firing, and promotions, and to retire with dignity and financial security. Of course, uh, the AFL-CIO Worker Bill of Rights includes uh, education, public K through 12 higher education, and career training. So now we got to pay for K through 12 higher ed and career training that advances knowledge and skills without leaving them in debt. Uh, also, they want the freedom to negotiate with our coworkers for better wages and working conditions. And they also want a voice in democracy to freely exercise our democratic voice through voting and civic participation. Uh, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? That sounds like a whole bunch of benefits. And you know what? Where is there in there? Uh, do you understand what employment is? And employment is an agreement between you and your employer where you're both happy, right? So now you've got people demanding your job provide you health care, demanding you get sick pay, demanding you get paid not to work. Demand, 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 demand. Where's the worker's responsibility? Where is the worker's responsibility in this? This is the kind of stuff that drives me absolutely crazy. You want to weigh in? 651-989-5855. 651-989-5855. Patty, you're up next. Hi, Patty. Hi, Sue. How are you? I'm going crazy. I hear that. I hear that you're going crazy. I, I couldn't wait to call you. I was going to call and wait until later, but I couldn't. You know, Sue, all this stuff started back in the 80s with... Don't you want clean air? A very simple question, and it became an incredibly slippery slope. They took smoking out of restaurants over the over owners' um, rights and so on and so forth and yep. right down. Now, here's what I want to say to you about this vaccination business, Sue. Hmm. It's my body for abortion, and you don't have a right to touch it or to tell me what to do. Right. I love that one. I know. I know. I don't believe... I don't want to be vaccinated. A couple of years ago, I did get a flu shot. And, of course, the flu that went around wasn't for any of those vaccinations. Now, this country could have gotten sued, but what, they manu- but what drug manufacturers did is they moved them overseas where you can't sue the manufacturers of the flu shots. I don't want another flu shot. I've been healthier since I haven't gotten them than when I was getting them so. there You know what? Almost every year they come out and say, oops, wrong formula. We take a guess. We hope it's right. But, oops, sorry, goofed. And the idea that there are people out there, whether it's Annette Meeks at the Freedom Foundation or the editorial board at the Minnesota Daily, are they idiots or what? I mean, why would you want to force government to, to, to inject something into your body? Sue, 
would you have ever thought years ago when someone said, don't you want clean air, it would have ever come to this? Yeah, I did. Who saw it coming? <laughs> you saw it coming? I, you know, I thought something's not right with all of this. Right. It's and not right. I was much younger, and I remember another person on your radio station who's in the afternoon who said, that's got to be a joke. Nope. And this is a slippery slope, and it's sure we are sliding downhill so yeah, fast. It's, I can't believe that they can mandate this. I know, and 18 states have done it. I can't. I didn't. I never even know that. That's insane to me. And you know, there's going to be a push for it this year. You know, there's going to be a push for it. No, and of course, we'll... people that don't know because of our education system is so dumbed down. I know people know so little. It's it's like the the book, the Brave New World, when the guy stood up and said, "Don't you want to be free?" And all the betas looked at him and they had no idea what he was talking about. I know. I want to be free, Patty. Still. I want to be free. I, I want to be free. <laughs> Thank you. Bye. Uh, Dave, you're up next. Hi, Dave. Welcome to the Sue Jeffers Show. Hi, Sue. I just love you. Uh, I think you're more important than the Gophers. But <laughs> we, can't say, we don't have a choice in that. No. <laughs> um, I think what's going on, the bigger, the bigger picture is the world, not just America, but the world being conditioned to uh, total control. And uh, that, that's that's the slippery slope we're on. It's so crazy, Mark. It is so crazy when you see people um, telling government, "Give me this, do this for me, do that to somebody, yeah. uh, regulate this, regulate that." I mean, we're supposed to be a free country, yeah. and and it's like people are afraid to be free. I think you're right. Thanks, Mark. Appreciate our your... buddy Clarence has called in and mentioned too. There's a guy that wrote a letter to the editor in the strip saying he wants to be paid for his bike ride to work. <laughs> of course he does. Gosh. I'm going to take the scenic route on my motorcycle and just, you know, put a couple hours I, into my way to work. You know, I, am and get really, paid for it. I am really sorry I missed that one because, you know what, tell Clarence that one would have gone yeah. in my pile too. <laughs> uh, okay, we'll get to some more phone calls in, in a second. Um, I, I want to tell you about this, uh, the latest one. This one came out of the Associated Press, but I also saw NPR had it. Um, I know I've seen it several places. Minnesota kids in child care homes to be fingerprinted. So needless to say, some of us are furious about this. This is a brand new law that says uh, HHS is going, Health and Human Services in Minnesota is going to collect fingerprints of children ages 13 to 17. These children, so if, if you live in a home where child care is being provided, any children ages 13 to 17 have to be fingerprinted and photographed if they live at home where where child care is being provided. This is so ridiculous, so out of control. I can't hardly can't hardly stand it. Uh, the Department of Health and Human Services say fingerprints are a more accurate source of identification, and it allows. Are you ready for this? The government to better track future criminal activity. I mean, think about that. Health and human services. It all starts services. at daycare. It's, it's I, the I, gateway yeah. crime place. You, know, uh, you start tripping fing- kids, and then you pretty soon you're robbing banks. <laughs> Fingerprints are a more accurate source of identification. And are you ready for this? Allows the government to better track future criminal activity. Yep, it all starts in daycare, doesn't it? 
And then I think it's interesting, too, um, and maybe someone in the daycare. We'll have to have someone who does child care because this is this new law requires children's age 13 to 17 be photographed and fingerprinted. Um, what if an 18, 19, 21-year-old lives there? Do they have to be photographed and fingerprinted? And what, if you're under 13, I guess you're, uh, I, yeah, I, I, I don't know about that. So, yeah, you get your mug shot taken, you get your fingerprint. I would like to point out, this Health and Human Services bill, um, they're calling it an unpleasant surprise. <laughs> an unpleasant surprise in a 672-page human services budget bill that passed in the final hours of the legislative session. Hey, folks, that wasn't just tucked in there at the last minute. It was in there for a super long time, and nobody picked up on it. So you have, I want you to think about this, more than 4,000 family Child care providers closed last year, 4,000. Almost, well, a huge number of them said that it was the vast array of regulations contributed to the fact saying, nope, absolutely not. We're not, we're not going to, we're not going to do it. We, we refuse. And this is, this is just outrageous. Absolutely outrageous. Uh, All under the, so yeah, all under the guise of protecting people. And then the HHS even admitted it. We'll be able to track these people better later on. It is so ridiculous. I can't stand it. Uh, Okay. We're going to take a quick break. We'll take more phone calls. 651-989-5855-651-989-5855. Um, when we come back, there is some good news. There is some good news. I picked out this crazy stuff, but I am going to give a huge pat on the back to the Osseo School District, and I'm going to give a huge pat on the back to Alpha News because they reported this week how we actually had a school district who took a stand against white privilege training. Kudos to Osseo School District. Kudos to Alpha News for for talking about it. Lots more coming. Stay tuned. Sue Jeffers, Twin Cities News Talk, AM 1130 and com. sharing part of your day with me yeah i know lots of stuff to cover and i told you i have a full plate because next week we're bumped for gophers stan will have a maybe a little half hour show tell you about the opener tell you about do you even hunt stan you know i don't hunt much anymore no you drink and you ice fish <laughs> yeah I, I know. All the secrets out, listeners. I there know. we go. I Stan got more secrets and he, about Stan, I could tell. Oh, and I got some that could get you in a little trouble, <laughs> yeah, too, young lady. Yeah, I know, I know. That's we'll just, I, I'm always nice to my producer. He's the one who makes me sound good. If you want to play that battle, I tell <laughs> nope, you what. We're not playing that battle. We're not playing that battle. He, Stan's going to fill in for the half-hour airtime we'll have ne- next week. And, in fact, Stan's show gets bumped today uh, because of the Viking game. The Viking game tomorrow morning is at, like, the Crack of dawn. Yeah, London time. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's going to be so weird. It's going to throw my whole day off. But, oh, well, that's okay. We'll figure it out. All right, so I've been talking about using the force of government to make people do what you think they're supposed to be doing, whether it's the Minnesota Daily who wrote about uh, mandating employee vaccinations, of which I was reminded 
Um, what what will they mandate after they do flu vaccinations and other vaccinations? Will they mandate birth control? Will they use it to mandate euthanasia? I mean, that's just such a slippery, dangerous slope down. What do you have about against euthanasia? Nothing. If some that that's a whole different. We could do a whole show on that one. A joke. Too. But what if government came in and said, "Yeah, Stan, you're not worthwhile anymore." You like youth in Minnesota? You're, Why uh... don't you like euthanasia? <laughs> no. Okay, it's not you. Oh. It, yeah. Cute. I know Stan knows better than that, too. Uh, we were also talking about uh, ki- kids. So if if uh, if somebody has um, child care in their own home, that the state has gone way, 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 way too far. Uh, because now children between ages 13 and 17 have to be photographed and fingerprinted if they live in a home where child care is being provided. And it's just hilarious that the department actually admitted, admitted it's easier to track them and then i was reminded by thanks cal bar about the movie my minority report you know where they arrested the people before they committed the crime so true so true i'm just so tired of people wanting government to step in and tell me what to do and i'm so frustrated with using the boot of government to try to control other people and yeah i got just as angry when i was reading the afl cio workers bill of rights which is ridiculous and of course i have another one now too that i want to tell you about uh, Osseo Public School District. Thank you for stepping up to the ridiculous notion of white privilege training. Follow the money, people. Follow the money. Follow the money. Let's take a phone call before we jump into that. Patricia, you're up. Hi, Patricia. Hi, Sue. How are you? Oh, good. Good. You know, I retired from daycare in June. I It would have been 15 years in August that I did daycare. And I got out of it because of the state's intrusion into very ridiculous matters, and so did a lot of my friends leave for the same reason, and they're still leaving today. But, I mean, some of the things that they come up with is so ridiculous. I was telling Stan, um, and you really have to stand up to these people that come to your home and refuse to do what they're going to, what they tell you you have to do. And I, you know, I refused to do a couple of things they told me. And one of them, for some reason, they got on a kick about if you watch children on the weekends, you had to take a class to do that. And what? it involved my own granddaughter. I watched her on the weekends because her mom was up at guard duty. And they told me I couldn't watch her unless I had, take, I had taken the classes from the state which, by the way, are all a leftist agenda, propaganda, all their classes that they make you take are. But so I, I ridiculous. Said, you know I, I refuse to do that. I had six children of my own. I have grandchildren. I do not have to take a class on how to take care of children on the weekends. A state-approved class so you can take care of children yeah. on weekends and is I said, ridiculous. You, I said, if you pursue this, I'm going to call every talk show in the Twin Cities and tell them how ridiculous you are. And I never heard heard about it again. I think I you should have called every it. talk show anyway, because that is just <laughs> ridiculous. So, and then the other one that they're still on is you. the parents have to get a note from the doctor if their child drinks more than 1% milk after they're two years old. It's what? totally ridiculous. That was a Michelle Obama deal, the, the, that every child over two has to drink 1% or skim milk, even though there are little skinny things that need the extra fat. And, you know, the 
it's now uh, proven that whole milk is better milk. Even if you're overweight, you should drink whole milk. You know, um, we're going to so have just, to have... You no, know, it's just ridiculous, and that's why I got out of it. And you have to stand up to these people right. and just refuse to do what they tell you to do. I need you to come over and testify at the legislature next legislative session, please, Patricia. And I also I also need more people like you who are going to stand up to them and say, guess what? I am not having government approved milk for my children to drink. It is so ridiculous. Well, that was in all the school systems and all the daycares. That was part of Michelle Obama's. Um, deal about healthy kids and it was a total failure but they're still carrying on with it so yeah um i there's a lot of people that quit and i did too and i'm so happy i'm out of it oh you know what we're gonna have to have black market daycare yeah (laughs) thanks patricia i'll tell you the daycares that they really need to watch are the ones run by the muslims and there's a lot of fraud going on they've cracked a lot of the cases and and they don't have to do what we have to do for some reason. You know, Patricia, it's quite interesting because yeah, one of the yep. things, that, especially in Ramsey County, uh, mm-hmm. they have cracked down on some of the fraud, millions and millions of dollars. Yep. And then they find these people who have been um, convicted of similar things before. They let them open up another daycare center. They're shocked when they do the same thing all over again, and they bring in more people and more friends. Millions of dollars. They let these people walk, and then when it's time for their hearing, guess what? They don't show up. Yeah, oh, well. crazy. Thanks, Patricia. appreciate your your comments. All right, I want to give my kudos to Osseo School District. We finally have, we were way, way, way ahead of the curve on this one. We talked about it's Sheila Keenan talking about the the this ridiculous Pacific Education Group that came in, and when I say follow the money, I mean follow the money. You are talking millions and millions and millions of dollars that public schools spend on this race based curriculum, uh, in, adding into their schools, and we exposed them. I, I bet it was eight, nine years ago now, and we, we've seen other people come out, too, and really, uh, Alpha News has been so terrific talking about this and, and exposing it. But now we actually have a school district. We have a, a public school district who came out and said, you know what, um, the... This is Osseo, and I want to thank them. Um, They said, we are going to take a stand against white privilege training. So this is the identity politics that has gone into your school districts. And, yeah, it's caused a lot of outrage from a lot of parents, from a lot of conservative groups. And now you've got a school district who are saying, guess what? The effects of race-based curriculum on our schools has been detrimental. So in 2012, the Osseo schools hired Pacific Education Group to help them with high suspension rates among its non-white students and to address the achievement gap issue in their school. So they spent uh, boatloads of money. They tracked everything from 2012. Now, here's what the... I don't know if this is a principal or if this is the, oh, he's the chairman. This is Robert Gerhardt, chairman of the Osseo Area School Board. Are you ready for this? After five years and millions of dollars spent, academic achievement among our students of color has actually slipped. Slipped. They spent millions of dollars. They focused on this race-based curriculum, and they came back and they said it, it, it didn't work. 
What a waste of time and money. It was clear for Asia, according to the statistics of the Minnesota Department of Education, math scores for students at the school district have steadily declined, dropping from 33% in 2014, which was above the state average. Think about that for a second. Just think about that, people. Uh, 29% to 29% in 2017. So 33% in 2014. By 2017, it was 29%. I am positive Governor Dayton told us he was going to eliminate the achievement gap. Guess what? Under those policies, they're getting worse. In the same period, math scores for white students remained largely unchained changed about 73%. In reading, black students maintained a 36% proficiency rating, while the white counterparts grew from 73% to 24 uh, in 2014 to 74% in 2015. This is irreparable harm to these children. This is irreparable harm. And you know what? Democrats, you've been running the schools for how long now? And you're watching your your unions get out there and get involved in all these these different elections that are coming up. And you are failing our children, failing our children. Democrats, there's absolutely no excuse for you to keep supporting this kind of nonsense. And and there should be absolutely zero tolerance for failing year after year after year kid after kid after kid and it's almost impossible if you can't read and do math how do you ever expect to succeed in the world really how are you ever going to succeed in the world people want to talk about identity politics they want to talk about racial disparities they want to talk about uh race-based anything and you know what it starts in our public schools it starts in the public schools we cannot tolerate this kind of failure for our kids there should be outrage everywhere and you know what Monsview school district you you should be ashamed of yourself you have your own achievement gap problem and you're looking at, at at taxing us out of our homes and businesses with $164 million for buildings, for buildings. Ugh. You look at the money the state and the, and, the, and the residents of Minnesota pay and the federal government pay for education in our state. Education is half our budget. When you look at everything from birth to college, education is half our budget. And look at what we're doing. People of color should be furious, and especially especially blacks. You should be furious at these results. And it's tolerated over and over and over again. I won't tolerate it anymore. Stay tuned. Sue Jeffers, Twin Cities News Talk, AM 1130, com. for listening i really appreciate you spending part of your saturday afternoon with me you know i I really wanted to spend a long time talking about identity politics i wanted to spend some time talking about how really truly democrats have abandoned their traditional blue collar constituents and they're playing in identity politics i put up a facebook post a couple days ago and i when i even when i wrote at the top of it with the post i said read the article Think about it. Do not post on this thread unless you've read the entire article. And it was uh, it was about identity politics and it was about how identity politics will tear our country apart. And I cannot stress enough how we have to be unified. We have to be working towards the same goal. And we're not seeing that happen. I, I wanted to talk about our 
Um, NPR had a great story. I posted this one up on Facebook, too. Are you a welcoming community just because you say you are? You've got cities like New Brighton, cities like Roseville, cities like Minneapolis and St. Paul, who St. Cloud, who are passing resolutions saying we are a welcoming committee, a, a welcoming city. Really? Is that what makes you? Because you give some empty words and tell everyone you're get on your high horse and that you are morally superior than us because you recognize your white guilt. Are you kidding to me? I, 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 I wanted to talk about does the sign really make you feel welcoming? Because I'll tell you, outlet dropping some of the people who have those signs in their front yard. Yeah, you're really not all that welcoming to everyone. Only people who think like you and agree with you. And I wanted to talk a little bit about was this a positive idea, um, a, a harmless idea, or is it just another way to push a political agenda? And I really do feel like these people get on their high horses with a bunch of empty words and rhetoric trying to prevent, pretend they care. And again, they're trying to use the boot of government uh, and, and use that to manage social justice. That isn't how it's supposed to work, people. That isn't how it's supposed to work. I really, I am really, really trying troubled by uh, government interference into so many things. Jane, you're up next. Hi, Jane. Thanks for being so patient. Welcome. That's okay, Sue. I love hearing the other voices. They're familiar to me. And it just makes me feel good to know that people still keep calling in about this stuff. Good. I had two points. Hmm. Uh, One was um, that um, as citizens, we have to have our eyes open and our ears open because if we don't, this stuff, they'll keep trying to right. put this stuff in right. continually. And then the other point, and I'm being kind of quick about this. I'm trying to get to 5 o'clock mass. Um, and that is that um, uh, this health care thing, one-sixth of our economy, they can, if they control that and control education and control transportation and this, that, and the next thing, I mean, little by little, it's slipping away. I know. I know. Little by little, it's slipping away. And, you know, we won't realize we've lost it until it's gone. I know. You're right, Jane. You're right. And, hey, Jane, when mm-hmm. you go into Mass, will you say a little prayer for me? I always do, Sue. <laughs> Thank I you. I on the air. Thank you. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> Bye. I love that. Oh, everybody, say a prayer for me. Um, hey, earlier in the show, I told you about the Alliance for a Better New Brighton. So they put up this clip of our current mayor uh, going berserk over white privilege uh there this was i think this just went up yesterday there are now um 5300 people have already watched it of her going berserk 5300 that's crazy uh go check out the page alliance for a better new brighton they've got uh uh, the flyer up talking about the school levy. They've got the video, the clip of our current mayor going berserk over white privilege. And, and I think you even get to see the part where she swears at the council member and cries and stomps off stage and turns the camera off. And, well, and you, keep in mind, these are grown adults, not like oh. 18, 19, 20-year-old college kids. These are grown adults, like 40, 50, 60, 70-year-olds yeah, doing yeah. this stuff. The mayor was bad. Banging her gavel, you're out of order, you're out of order, you're out of order. And and Gina comes back with, and you're out of line. Because she called her a racist. You know who got and, and what is the where does the mayor get off thinking she oh, you gotta watch the clip. You got to watch the clip. Uh okay. 
So now I don't have very much time left, and there's two things that I want to get in here. Stan, you know what, Stan? We didn't even get to talk about Halloween. Do you want to tell me your joke? I think I already told you oh, the joke. All right, good. It was funny. Ha ha. I, like, I really liked it. The one about it. dressing up as Governor oh, Dayton yeah. and going I, as a deer in headlights? I did like that yeah. one. That was very good. Um, okay. So the Super Bowl is here in Minnesota, 99 days from today. And I'm seeing this all over now. Uh, the, it, Justin Timberlake's playing in the Super Bowl. Janet Jackson is not playing at the Super Bowl. You people will remember that they sang together. What was that? Ten years ago? What what year was that? I don't it even was remember. Like two thousand four. Yep, two thousand and four. Yeah. Um, Justin Timberlake, Janet Jackson sang at the two thousand and four um, uh, halftime show, and they had the wardrobe malfunction. And um, Sandy and I were just talking about how we didn't remember that they were banned from the from the Super Bowl after this had happened. It was crazy. We actually got like memorandums handed down from like the corporate office, basically saying we couldn't say "but" on the radio. I mean, they really cracked on hard after that. Oh, what a difference 2004 is from 2018 because Justin Timberlake now for our Super Bowl 99 days from today, Justin Timberlake and not Janice Jackson is white male well, privilege. Of course it is. White male privilege. There's actually a hashtag out there now, justice for Janet. Yep, of course there is. Uh, there, the backlash is from women, minorities, and others who say Janet Jackson was unfairly forced to pay a far higher price than Justin Timberlake ever fra- ever faced after the breast-bearing wardrobe malfunction. Social media riles people up and makes people crazy. And makes them insane. It gives them a platform, and then they say stupid stuff like this. It gives the insane people a platform. Oh, it is just so crazy. And by the way, that came from the Pioneer Press. The AP was all was all over all over it too um and honestly i really did want to talk about uh the welcoming signs i really i really did and i did want to talk about halloween transportation deal you're gonna bring up well we only have a couple minutes so i have all these different transportation updates do you remember how much i hate roundabouts yeah, I know. I hate roundabouts. So we're lucky we're doing this at the at the show, at the end of the show. Um, and they talk about how they're so much safer, and they talk about how they're, uh, they're so many le- they're, the accidents are much less severe because, yeah, you're yeah, going Yeah, because you're going slow. 20 miles an hour. <laughs> Instead of 60 miles an hour. Um, so yesterday on Highway 60, um, south of 90, so in the Worthington area. Yeah, I know where that is exactly. Yep, yep. there's a roundabout there. There was a semi rollover, and they had livestock loose on the highway. <laughs> Got to be easy with those cows going around the corner. I know, right? But people, they, you know, part of your DOT money is tied into this roundabout money. And and you know what? Cities just have to stand up to the DOT and say, we don't want your stupid roundabout. We'll pay for our own uh 
stoplight or whatever it is that they're going to they're going to put in there and you just remember the next time you have a police car or a snowplow or an emergency vehicle or an ambulance or fire truck anything coming to your house oh yeah they're going 20 miles an hour around the corner uh yeah it's crazy i really wanted to tell you about the city of minneapolis doubling down on electric cars it's i did the math on it and i mean they are so stupid but we're gonna have to have the um i'm gonna have to save the electric car that one will last for a long time and i also want to point out that highway 55 closes on monday for two weeks they are they're closing it down so they can move storm sewer pipes in for the future site of the blue line extension that's government at its least efficient the blue line isn't even built, being built yet, and we think we'll rip it up two or three times. We'll rip it up two, three, maybe four times. Traffic so, calming, Sue. Traffic yep, calming. Yep. So they'll close down for two weeks while they fix the storm sewer pipes. A little bit later, they'll come in and they'll bury the electric. A little bit later, they'll come in and they'll lay some tracks. And we yeah. got to keep those three guys on a shovel busy. Oh, I had some great stuff on transportation, on drones, on bicycles. But you know what? It's all going in the pile for for two weeks from now. So, Stan, have a great time at the opener, folks. We're bumped next week for the Gophers. It's A-OK. I have big plans for next week. And I'll be back right after the election. Don't forget, local election matters. Make sure you get out, pay attention, what's going on in your city. Everyone have a good one. Sue Jeffers, Twin Cities News Talk, AM 1130, TwinCitiesNewsTalk.com.